Hi, everyone. Welcome and thank you for tuning into The Animal Files, the podcast where we expose the truth, science, and spirituality of pet care and provide you with the wisdom and tools you need to raise happy and healthy companion animals. My name is Victoria, an animal spirituality facilitator and integrative energy practitioner. And my name is Miranda, an animal health technologist and pet care safety expert. Let's dive in, shall we? Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Animal Files podcast. Today, we are going to do part two of our fun dog phrases and terms that we started last week. We had so much fun and so much information that we just had to split the episode into two parts. So here is part two, and we are back. I hope you enjoyed that first half. We had a lot of fun. (laughs) We did. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now we're going to talk more about just basic words related to dogs. Many of these you've probably heard. Many you may want to add to your vocabulary. I don't know. You can be the judge. (laughs) Mm -hmm. These are words that maybe you might have seen in memes on social media, or maybe they've been used in articles and stuff. I don't know. Creative people trying to make everything doggy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the first word is podicure. I've never heard that. I get it, but I've never heard it. <laughs> yeah. So you've probably heard the word pedicure, right? This is combining paw and pedicure together. And it just simply refers to the act of trimming a dog's nails. Mm-hmm. It does not refer to putting nail polish on your dog's nails. Agreed. (laughs) The next word is metropolitan. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I think I've kind of heard this in the human sense where a person can be referred to as metropolitan, I think. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. So metropolitan is used to describe a dog that is a mix of different breeds, but still has a refined or sophisticated personality. Okay. Yeah, because if you are (laughs) metropolitan, you are a little bit more cultured. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. I get it. Now, have you ever looked into a (laughs) barkitect? That's funny. (laughs) Never heard that before either. Interesting. Okay. I think I know where this is going. A barkitect is an architect <laughs> who designs luxury dog houses. Probably why I've never heard it before, because I don't think I would ever do a luxury dog house. <laughs> <laughs> because a dog is going to be in my house, just like a cat takes over my house. A dog, it's going to be their home. So they get the full kit and caboodle. They don't need to get their own little special one. We'll get them a fancy <laughs> bed instead. <laughs> Well, I guess that goes right into architecture. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, obviously it's a pun on architecture. So I guess it describes a doghouse that is especially elaborate or fancy. Okay. I don't think they need it, but I can see it. <laughs> now, this next one I could probably get into. Again, never heard it before, but I can get into it. And that's Wolf Sock. I'm sharing all my music fileness here, but Woodstock, <laughs> which is a Woodstock for dogs, a music and activity festival that revolves around dog-friendly activities. I can get into a Woodstock. 
<laughs> I could totally get into one. <laughs> <laughs> and the last play in words, I think I've heard this, and that's paparazzi. Obviously, it's a play on the word paparazzi is a photography game played in a first-person view where players control a humanoid camera, earning followers by taking photos and sharing them on the in-game social media sites. Dognet, I guess, would be one of those. I don't know. I would think paparazzi would mean you take lots of photos of your animal and post them on social media, just like a paparazzi would. (laughs) (laughs) Right. play on words i'm sure there's plenty others out there but i don't know maybe you want to start <laughs> using these terms who knows <laughs> let's move into some of these ones that are more common mm. and these actually refer to the dog itself <laughs> right <laughs> they're, yeah they're well i mean some of them are slang terms a lot of them are slang terms but some of them are kind of more scientific So the first set of words, I'm sure you've heard of some of them, but maybe not all of them. And those are mongrel, mutt, tyke, and cur. These all refer to dogs that are of mixed breeds. However, cur is a term that is generally used in a negative sense as it refers to mixed, scruffy, and street dogs. Okay. I've seen that used in books, like um, books that are based sort of more in older times or perhaps in places where the view of animals are different. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, kick, kicking that cur. Oh, okay. Or something along those lines. I think mongrel used to be a term that was widely used back in the day. Yeah. For anything that was a street dog or a, a mixed breed. I mean, mutt, we kind of use mutt in a fun-loving term, but... Yeah, mongrel, I think, has also been used kind of negatively as well. I don't know if it still is. So the next few words are related to the dog coats. And there is a slew of words describing dogs' coats. (laughs) So I just selected a few. The first one is sable. A sable coat. You've probably heard of a sable coat before. It's a beautiful color. Mm-hmm. What this refers to is a coat that's got brown, gold, yellow, and gray hairs, and they're tipped with black. Now, I've never heard of piebald before. Neither have I. No, at least not in reference to dogs. I might have heard it in relation to horses, possibly, but I could be getting mixed up with another term that's used with horses. I'm not sure. So the piebald coat is mostly white with different colored spots. So not like a Dalmatian. A Dalmatian is is a white coat with black spots, but they're not considered piebald. So I think with a Dalmatian, the colored spots, I think, are a little bit more consistent in size and spacing in that. Mm -hmm. Whereas with maybe piebald, it might be like more random or different sizes or you know maybe they might have a couple that are sort of really really close together or something maybe something more like an australian cattle dog or a britney spaniel Mm. it's all kind of random Mm -hmm. okay 
And then the next one is a brindle coat, which you may or may not have heard of before. I know for myself, I personally love the brindle coloring. It's a pretty coloring. Yeah. It's usually a brown and black coloring. It's generally a brown undercoat with black, dark brown, and chestnut fur layers. So it can sort of look kind of stripey in a way, Mm -hmm. but not like actual stripes. It just sort of has that appearance. Certain breeds tend to have brindle more than others Mm -hmm. I've noticed. Yeah. Boxers are brindle, pit bulls have brindle. Mm -hmm. I think there's a couple other dogs out there that that is a common patterning. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about a couple of the terms that are more specific in the dog world that refers to the females, the males, and the young dogs. You know, when we were talking about cats, there was a specific term for intact males and intact females. With dogs, there's a specific term for the intact female, which is the bitch. Mm -hmm. This is a term that I think can cause maybe issues with some people because of the other connotation that it tends to get used with. But that is the actual legitimate term for an intact female dog. There is a term used for an intact male dog, but only when they're specifically used for breeding. Okay. So if they're intact, but not being specifically used for breeding, then this term wouldn't apply to them. But when they're specifically used for breeding, they are referred to as a stud. Yeah, we hear that term in a lot of other species as well. Like you can have a a horse that's a stud. Right. Now, when we're talking about puppies, they are called a whelp. Interesting term. (laughs) (laughs) This is the more sort of scientific. I don't know if scientific is really the right term, but it's kind of the more legitimate. Breeder specific. Maybe breeder specific term. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, of course, we all just refer to them as puppies, but. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's a better word. I mean, whelp. It's 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 not a fun word to say. (laughs) maybe they got that because of the way they sound when they first come out could be but of course with the puppies being called a whelp when a female gives birth it's referred to as whelping okay yeah i guess puppying would work (laughs) (laughs) i don't know i think i'm just gonna skip just skip on over to giving birth I'm not a breeder, so maybe it's easier to use single words. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) But if you ever hear any breeders talking or people from AKC, the American Kennel Club or other organizations like that, you may end up hearing these terms a little bit more. And so you'll be able to understand a little bit more what they're talking about. Mm -hmm. Uh, This next term we've used in our shows before, and it is more of a scientific term. And I think it's an important one to understand because there are various health challenges that can be related to it. And that is brachycephalic. A dog that is brachycephalic is a dog that has short, compact skulls that often have flatter faces and muzzles. This is not natural. This has been a characteristic that has been bred into them and it often can create respiratory issues. So if you see this term, just keep that in mind. Then you've got the term hound. Most of us, when we hear the word hound, we're thinking of like a bloodhound or a greyhound or maybe different kinds of hunting dogs. 
but it's also a word that just simply means dog. Yep. I keep thinking of Elvis Presley now. Ain't nothing but a hound dog. Oh, anyway. yeah. <laughs> It's a very musical themed podcast coming from me over here. <laughs> but I'm sure that term is one of those idioms where like, hey, I don't know if you want to be considered a hound dog because that means you're a little bit. Uh, I think untrustworthy. Oh, is that what it is? Oh. No, I think it's promiscuous. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, that's what it's like. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, yes. Music. <laughs> it's everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, to play off of the hound thing, there's also a term called the sight hound. And these are like probably one of my favorite breeds of dogs. They include dogs like the greyhound and the saluki. Those are sight hounds. I believe Irish wolfhounds is also considered a sight hound mm. and also Italian greyhounds and whippets. I think mm. they're all considered sight hounds. And I think it's based on they hunt by sight they have really 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 good sight more so than some other breeds because that's what they were bred for mm. most dogs hunt with scent mm -hmm. but sight hounds hence the name hunt with their sight mm -hmm. i love them i think they're great dogs mm -hmm. so these next few are kind of fun i hope i can get through them without chuckling and laughing <laughs> and giggling because <laughs> These are the terms of endearment. And the first group are woofers, doggos, pooches, fidos, and puppers. If you are a dog lover, you have used one of these terms. <laughs> <laughs> it's used when you're referring to your dogs in a playful manner or an affectionate manner. Like, oh, there's my pupper. You know, that mm. type of thing. So you've probably called your dog a doggo or a pooch. Where's my pooch? Where are my smooches for my pooches? That kind of thing. <laughs> it refers to all dogs. It doesn't matter what kind of dog. But other animals can also be referred to as doggos. For an example, a seal has typically been called a water doggo. Now, I've never heard that, but I can see that because seals are cute. And you can use the word doggo for any animal that's considered cute and fun. I think seals would fall right into that. <laughs> Fido refers to male dogs mm -hmm. and then woofers refers to large or stockier dogs and can refer to their vocalization <laughs> and the word puppers is basically for puppy but you know what I would probably call a 12 year old dog a pupper too <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> so this next two we got woofies and that's a playful way to refer to a dog's barking and vocalization. And then there's the pupperino, which I have heard. And that's a playful term for a small or young dog. And obviously a term of endearment. Hmm. All right. So these next bunch of words are kind of fun. And the first one is sploot. Have you ever seen a dog or a cat sploot? It is hysterical. And that's when they're laying on their stomach. The back legs are straight back. Corgis do this a lot. Dogs with short legs do this a lot. <laughs> <laughs> then we have zoomies. We all know what the zoomies are. We all have had headaches caused by zoomies if you have young animals. And then you have floof or floofy. And I have used that for my cats as well. They are species wide. I'm sure if you have a long haired cow, you would be always floofy. So <laughs> 
obviously we know what floofy means. They have longer <laughs> hair and they're floofy. There's really no description. It's just floofy. <laughs> <laughs> so it kind of goes across to all breeds of animals. If they have hair, they can be floofy. <laughs> so our next term is bork. Hmm. Just hearing the word itself almost makes me think of uh, Star Trek or something, but <laughs> I know. <laughs> Just thinking of sci fi. <laughs> but it's actually a term used to describe a dog's bark. It's often used in memes and social media. Okay. I don't know if I've actually seen it in a meme, so I'm not sure how exactly it's been used, but. Then we've got snoot. Mm. You've probably heard this. It's a playful term for a dog's nose and is often used in reference to their sense of smell. Mm -hmm. Like bump their snoot or tap their snoot. You're going to kiss your snoot. <laughs> then we've got boof. I've never heard this. A boof is apparently a low, deep bark often heard with large dog breeds. Mm. All right. Well, if you think of the word, bark is it's a harsher word. Mm. than both mm -hmm. what i was saying before is larger dogs don't really bark mm -hmm. they just kind of right right <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so i i guess it's a play on how it sounds because they don't really bark that makes sense if you think of like a dog that's a barker it actually sounds like there's like a play on the sound mm -hmm. so bark 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 boof, boof, boof. so it makes sense yes that's where it kind of came from yeah. Maybe explaining using sounds. <laughs> but I guess it works. <laughs> so we've got the bleps for cats. And I think it's also used for dogs too. But apparently it's also referred to as a blop. A bleps and a blop. <laughs> this is when your pup sticks his tongue out just a little bit and lets it stay out. It also can represent the sound of your pup sticking out his tongue. Okay. Well, a dog's tongue is so much different than a cat's tongue. So mm. maybe the same as bark and boof. That's, I guess, related to the sound that it makes. Yeah. And they probably wanted to separate blep with blop. Right. Because if you think of it, how many dogs like will actually hang their tongue out? Cats, they just don't do that. Mm -hmm. But dogs do. Mm-hmm. But this is apparently not supposed to be when their entire tongue is sticking out, but it's it's also just supposed to be just a little bit. Oh, okay. Well, I guess they wanted to separate cats from dogs. I guess so. <laughs> I'll probably still call it a blip. <laughs> now, I kind of like this next term. Slobber knocker. Oh, I've never heard that one. <laughs> Maybe you guys have a slobber knocker at home. I'm breaking apart the word. Does it mean these dogs that like drool a lot? Yep. They slobber. Ah, gotcha. A dog that drools excessively. <laughs> <laughs> it may even be one of those dogs like, I think it's the movie Turner and Hooch, where oh, okay. he's got that, that dog where it just shakes his head and there's just slobber going everywhere. <laughs> Yeah, isn't that the same with like a lot of Mastiff breeds and a lot of Newfies? Probably. And probably St. Bernard's. Because I think they breed specifically tight mouth Newfies and Mastiffs so they don't drool as much. Mm. I don't know. Slobber knocker. Yeah, I don't want a slobber knocker. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we got a few more here for this little section. The next one is a potty dance. 
And I think if you have a dog, you've seen this because they rely on us to take them outside to go to the bathroom. Mm -hmm. So it refers to the way the dog may wiggle or dance around when they need to go outside to use the bathroom. Mason, Mm -hmm. are you doing your potty dance? (laughs) (laughs) And then there's Bow Wowser. This I've never heard before, but it's a playful way of referring to a particularly impressive or well-trained dog. Boy, your dog's a bow wowser. I guess that's how you would use the term. And this one, I think this one is more of a scientific slang term. I think so. It's collie nose, which is a condition in which the nose of a dog, particularly a collie, hence the name, and other herding breeds lose the pigmentation and their nose becomes pink or white. So I guess it's common in those breeds. Mm-hmm. Did not know that. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then, of course, we got muzzle punch. If you have a dog, especially larger dogs, you've been muzzle punched. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when the dog hits you lightly with their muzzle as a way of showing affection or playfulness. And we have a friend who's got two dogs and one of her dogs always muzzle butts her. <laughs> <laughs> Cute as heck, but it's also a sign of the dog's love. Mm. It's like a doggy hug. Right. <laughs> then you got wiggle butt. <laughs> I think we're referring back to one of our idioms. Yeah, tail wagging the dog. Yeah. Yep. That's a playful term that's used to describe a dog's excited tail wagging and general wiggling, which is the cutest thing. (laughs) And then the last one, I've used this with cats. So some of you may have used it. I think we've probably used it. And that's a noodle. And that describes a dog that is particularly floppy or relaxed often when being picked up or cuddled but not all dogs are going to be noodles because some of them will actually tense up if you try to do that <laughs> yeah same with cats but there are some cats mm-hmm. they just flop that's the floppy dogs yeah all right so we have one more section before we leave you guys for today and these are just gonna be some other terms and phrases that we've heard and just a little sum up so let's just wrap this all up in a nice big bow for everybody so this phrase is one that i found was used at a particular vet clinic i don't know if it's used anywhere else but i found it kind of cute You've probably heard of Boot Scoot and Boogie, the country song. Very musical show today. (laughs) So this is Booty Scooting Boogie. It's kind of a mouthful. (laughs) Yeah. I would probably just cut it just Boot Scoot and Boogie and just use it in the right context. Yeah, right. (laughs) So what this means is it's when a dog slides around to scratch its butt. Now, if you do see this happening... Pay attention because they might have issues with their anal glands or they might need to have their back end cleaned because sometimes if they've got longer hair, they can have poop stuck to their fur and it could be causing irritation or something. So don't just ignore it and laugh. (laughs) Do do pay attention to it. (laughs) Then we've got barcada or barcada, barcada. I'm not quite sure how exactly you would say this. And I'm not sure if it's related to some other term. I didn't find that out. But it is when a group of dogs hang out together. I've never heard it before. Maybe when you get to a dog park and there's like a group of dogs that like to be around each other or something. Yeah, it's probably a play off the term armada. Hmm. What does that mean? In like a war type situation when you have like a military armada. There's a bunch of ships that are all in one area. Oh, okay. So it's probably a play off the word armada. So hmm. barcada. It could be. 
just an idea. I don't know. <laughs> if you guys know, if you guys use it, let us know. Email us at the Animal Files Podcast at gmail.com and let us know which terms that you use. And let me know if I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> so all of these doggy terms, slang words, and phrases should really help you when you want to have a conversation with a canine professional or doggo lovers alike. And who knows, you're probably using half of these. And maybe you want to add the other half into your fun little <laughs> conversations with your dog friends. <laughs> <laughs> So with all that we've said, do you have any preferred doggy words and phrases that you use to specifically talk about your canine friend? Again, let us know by emailing us at the Animal Files podcast at gmail.com and let us know. And maybe we'll have another fun episode with more doggy terms. We've been living with dogs thousands and thousands of years. So there's probably a plethora of dog terms. Harken back the whole kitten caboodle. Of terms <laughs> that can be used <laughs> in conversations with our canine friends. Hopefully, you enjoyed these last two episodes. If you have any questions, just email us. You can also reach us at our website, which is the animalfilespodcast.com. We've got resources, we've got ways for you to support the show. We have merchandise you can buy, and we even have a link that'll take you to our YouTube channel. The link is right there. You can click on it. You can start following us. So you have a front row seat to when we start uploading content. Is there anything else that I forgot? I think you've covered it all. Basically, if you go to our website, you'll get everything you need. <laughs> yes. And again, that is the animalfilespodcast.com. That is where you can go to get all the things. There's even an episode page where you can just listen to our podcast right there. So you don't have to go find us on all those podcast platforms. If you want, we're on all the major ones. So like, share, subscribe. So you know when we upload new episodes. And with that, we are going to say goodbye for this week. And we will see you all next time on the Animal Files podcast. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed the show, please be sure to rate, review, and recommend the show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want some more great info, be sure to check out www.theanimalfilespodcast.com.